Hello, new creation. It is Wednesday, February 9th, and um, we're looking at Jeremiah 39, which was brutal. <clears throat> Although we see some peace for Jeremiah there, we're looking at Psalm 105, which is beautiful and calls, tells us to seek the Lord, call on his name. And I want you to, again, make a list um, about these things. These lists can really help because we're told to make his deeds known, to give thanks, to tell of his wonderful works, and on and on. But what I want to talk to you about today is 2 Corinthians 7. Paul begins by saying, make a clean break with everything that distracts us, both within and without. And we're certainly living in a time that is full of distractions. So easy to distract yourself and um, and have that feeling of anxiety within and without because the distractions don't bring us toward peace. Even though growth is a natural part of our lives, it doesn't mean that it's painless. Our bodies and our minds and our emotions are challenged. <clears throat> you know, our muscles ache when they're stretched or used in ways that they haven't been in a long time or maybe ever. Children get growing pains and they're in legitimate discomfort as a result. But if they aren't growing at all, then we have a serious problem. The Christian life should and does stretch us beyond ourselves. And the pain of growth leads us into a fuller life, not a diminished one. Paul talks about being afflicted within and without, and I feel this. The times we're in are difficult. Many of our brothers and sisters worldwide are suffering things that we aren't suffering at all, and I'm always aware of that, but you are where you are. I am where I am in this time and in this place, and um, the divisions are afflictions. I feel frustrated with many things concerning the church at large in America. The American church is the only church I know that I participated in. And Paul says they were afflicted. There were disputes without and fears within. And isn't that what happens with division and disputes? It is, for me, it, it creates just I like to be at peace with everyone. I want that ministry of reconciliation, that beautiful, beautiful ministry of reconciliation. And when I can't have that, I'm anxious and, and I do have fears within. But God, God consoles. He consoles the downcast. Paul was encouraged and consoled through Titus and his arrival. Godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret. But worldly grief produces death. It stalls you out. Worldly grief consumes you without consolation, without relief. It centers your heart on you. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be introspective, that we shouldn't strive to understand ourselves and how we got from point A to B emotionally or, or physically or, or whatever, um, whatever is creating that grief. It's not that you don't pay attention to yourself, but godly grief centers our hearts on Jesus. 
and his consolation, and it produces gratitude in us. And when we are grateful, then our hearts are open wide. And when our hearts are open wide, like we talked about yesterday, then we can have that ministry of reconciliation that we talked about on Monday. And so that's an encouragement to me. I hope it's an encouragement to you to have a wide open heart. I'm going to pray the Philippians um, uh, chapter 1 verse 9 through 11 prayer that Jesse gave us. And today I'm going to use the Kingdom New Testament. Um, so N.T. Wright did this. And this is what I'm praying that your love may overflow still more and more in knowledge and in all astute wisdom. Then we will be able to tell the difference between good and evil and be sincere and faultless on the day of the Messiah, filled to overflowing with the fruit of right living, fruit that comes through King Jesus, to God's glory and to his praise. In Jesus' name, amen.